What to write? What to write? It's Friday the 13th today, so there's Jason. No, we didn't line up a Jason movie for this week. Stupid superheroes. Hey, did you finish the intro to the show? Uh, No, I'm totally blanking on this Supergirl thing. What about the TV show? We can make fun of a bunch of old people tuning to CBS, and instead of some procedural cop show, they get a teenager in spandex. Then you've got Viagra jokes and old ladies telling Herbert to put his boner away jokes. Nice road trip reference. Isn't Supergirl canceled, though? Not yet, as of May 5th, the date of this recording. CBS can't make a decision. Plus, there's the whole Peggy Carter getting canceled thing, and that show was great. I don't want to make it sound like only male superhero shows can be successful. Well, maybe we should make a TV show with the female superhero that would work. Something like... She was a small-town girl trying to make it in the big city. But when an out-of-control Zamboni sprays hockey ice in her face, she becomes... Red Wings! Now with the powers to turn her period into a force against crime, she can... Stop right there. Red Wings? Period? So she menstruates a beard on bad guys. That's fucking awful. How dare you, sir? Sorry. How about something like... Evil baddies have broken into the Cavendish Diamond Ring store on 85th and Banning Street. Don't you mean the one on 27th and Danton Avenue? No, that's Plantain's Diamond Ring store. Oh. Sorry! Held at gunpoint, forced to hand over the loot. What will the Asian store owner ever do? Who will help poor Hung Lo? Now, we go to the scene of the crime. Hand over the loot, Hung Lo, or we'll fill you so full of lead that you'll be using your dick as a way to appraise precious gems. Oh no, not my penis! Stop it right there, busters! It is I, independent modern woman! Prepare to be... Oh wow, this diamond ring is gorgeous! How much is this? Urch! Put the brakes on. That's even more offensive. You're implying that women care more about shiny stuff than doing right by society. At least Sam's character had a power that is natural and nothing to be ashamed of. Right, young female listener in a time of transition and confusion? I think it should be more like this. In a world where no one wants to watch a show with a strong female lead that kicks ass and doesn't take shit from any man, but still isn't afraid to demonstrate her compassionate and caring feminine side, one television event brings you a woman who must face her biggest challenge yet. With the fate of the world on the line, she must defeat an orange giant butthole who wants to turn the world into his own version of the Spanish Inquisition. No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. Now's not a good time for that one. Sorry. Anyways, with no other options left, the world must watch as she provides the last hope of sanity. I'm Hillary Clinton and I approve this message. It's the US presidential election on CNN and all bets are off. Unless you're betting against Trump. Cause seriously, I mean, come on, really? Yeah, really? Really? Trump? Really? Guys, really? Really? Hello and welcome to Stinker Madness. I am your host, Justin. With me, as always, are Sam and Jackie. How was Sam? I'm okay. I, uh, I had some chicken strips. 
were nice. delicious. Good. Jaggy, did you have chicken strips? No, I'm hungry. Oh, me too. You got pork chops coming. Anyways, this is the show about bad movies for bad movie lovers by bad movie lovers. It's like FUBU, but for shitty movies. Uh, I want to say to everybody, happy Friday the 13th. That's psycho. That's still scary sounding, though. Oh, he's got it right. There it is. I also want to say next episode will be our 200th episode. Yay! Which means this is 199. 199. Are you out of your mind? Like a taco that's too expensive. <laughs> Unless it's like a really big taco. No, you should a really big taco should only cost like a dollar. What if it's a taco burrito? Well, burritos can cost upwards of $7 and I'm fine with it provided that the burrito is large enough. Isn't that what you have when you have a taco and then they wrap a burrito shell that's got squishy stuff inside of it like cheese and and peppers and stuff that's uh, it's a taco burrito. Yeah, but you always get ripped off because they always put a bunch of that crappy rice in there. Oh, yeah, inside the burrito. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, here's a big scoop of cheap-ass rice and a big scoop of beans, and then here's your sprinkling of meat. Fucking bastards. So it's the sh- how much is that taco burrito worth? Three bucks. Three bucks? But you're pissed off about it. Yeah. Because for three bucks, you could have got, like, two chicken sandwiches somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On streaming, do's and don'ts this week. Well, we forgot to mention the uh, special... What we've done for episode 199. Oh, yes. We brought in two extra dogs. (laughs) (laughs) It really smells bad down here. (laughs) That's right. Well, happy dog 199th episode. On streaming do's and don'ts this week, it's all stars. That's all we watched. Sam, you didn't watch any of these shit shows. But I want to start out with one that you were like, a few months ago, you saw it and you were like, oh boy, I bet you that's got to suck. Jack Nicholson, Michelle Pfeiffer, James Spader in Wolf Ow, from 1994. I remember it sucking pretty bad. Oh, yeah? Wait, what, what do you remember sucking? The slow motion flying around was bullshit. Okay. All right. I'll grant you that. And uh, I just, I think Wolf was at the point where I realized that Nicholson was, for me, no longer in this sort of role. And he won me back over with as good as it gets like three years later oh, or whatever. Sure. Yeah, yeah, he was too old at this point for me. He's uh, 50, 50-ish right in here. He's not uh, old man Nicholson by any means. He's not about Schmidt. About Schmidt was probably 10 years after this, but uh, he's no spring chicken for sure. You were almost rooting against him with James Spader. You what? I was. What? Okay, so James Spader tries to steal his job. And tries to be his best buddy and lies to his face constantly. Then fucks his ex-wife. Actually, his wife. Then he kills her. And you're rooting for him? Yeah, kind of, because I don't like Jack Nicholson. You don't like Jack Nicholson. American treasure Jack Nicholson. Or you just don't like him in this movie. I just don't like him. There's not a single person on Earth that doesn't like Jack Nicholson. You are not from this planet. I just don't see what all the hoopla is about. (laughs) What the fuck is she talking about, man? That's my best Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not pretty, bad. That was pretty butt crack. Oh, I didn't I didn't pull my hairline back. That's yeah, what you, I, you have to do. Yeah, you screwed it. So um, what Sam, was do you like deli- Jack Nicholson? I'm fine with Jack Nicholson. But you don't like him? Uh you know, I have seen a lot of Jack Nicholson movies that aren't very good, like Freak Out that he directed. Yeah, sure. And uh, yeah. I like him when he's doing a good job. You know what? She's never seen Chinatown. Chinatown's great. Yes, the I have. The two Jakes stinks on ice. Two Jakes does stink. 
I don't think you've seen Chinatown. Uh, anyways. My favorite role is when he was the Joker. Huh. That's yeah, been his best performance. Yeah, he was good. He was I have, fine. and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast like four times, I, I've fallen asleep every time I've tried to watch, four times in a row, tried to watch Tim Burton's Batman get to the uh, museum scene out like a light. I have no problems with you saying that. Anyways, back to Wolf. Uh, I think you're wrong, and I think you're wrong. I think Wolf is a template for how you make a riveting story behind a theme Wolfman yes. that usually is in films that are stupid. The idea that it's not necessarily about Jack Nicholson becoming a Wolfman, that is just one of the things that is happening around him losing all of his entire life to this one character who is also becoming a Wolfman. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> no, I think if you have like something stupid like Wolfman or mummies or space aliens or just something gimmicky that, that usually revolves around stinkers, this is the fucking template to make a good version of it. I loved this movie. Huh. I thought it was great. You Not great in a stupid way. Technically well made. Huh. Yeah. Other I, than the couple scenes where Jack Nicholson's <laughs> flying around a little bit flying too much. Flying around a little bit too much. Yeah, and there's, there's a couple shots where his eyes look a little dumb. He's too old for this part. The fake wolf looks awful. I thought that the as a whole, and this is it's been a while since I've seen it, but I really just you could just the whole movie was on a sound stage and I could just feel it even at like fourteen. Oh no, I think you're totally wrong. Really? There's so much New York shit. Half of it was set, shot in Central Park. So, okay. Yeah, it kiss seemed my ass like on the that. lighting was I think you should rewatch it. The I other thing is a fourteen year old me is uh the whole time was going, Well, this is no silver bullet. Right. Yes, it is not silver bullet. It is definitely not silver bullet. Not even close. In the level of stupidity. I like silver bullet a whole lot, but wow, that is a terrible film. Uh, Jackie, any final thoughts on Wolf? I'd say do it. Okay. I mean, it was entertaining enough. And some of the bad special effects were pretty funny. The bad special effects are not good, but fortunately like, they're fairly limited. Like when his hand gets all hairy and I started laughing really hard. I was like, that's yeah. the wolf bite. You get hairy palm. You He's get a hairy palm. Masturbating too mm-hmm. much. So I'm going to say do, obviously. But as a revisit. As like, oh, wow, wait. Oh, okay. Next up, also on stars, is Keanu Reeves, Morgan Freeman, Rachel Weisz, Chain Reaction, following up with our Saint <laughs> movie, See, Unlimited Free Power, the plot of the film-ish. Yeah, kind of. You know, I haven't seen this in a long time, but I remember it being so stupid that I think it might be an episode. <laughs> it is fucking preposterously <laughs> stupid. Yeah, I didn't, I couldn't figure out what was going on. <laughs> couldn't figure out why they were trying to frame... Keanu Reeves and Rachel Weisz. Yeah, I just, I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure out, like, who in the hell goes to, like, very, like, convenient things. Like, hey, there's a house, a really nice house, that just happens to be abandoned that we can stay in. We can just stay and run away from the bad guys here that nobody lives in and nobody's ever going to come to. But suddenly, the bad guys appear! I know, like, how do they even know that they're there? How do they fucking even know that they're there? I think you need to back up and go back to this unlimited free power thing. The, they don't even bother. It just is unlimited free power. Hydrogen, the Morgan Freeman gives this long, drawn out, here's the plot of the movie speech at the beginning. Hey, if only we could get that hydrogen. It's everywhere. It's in water. We just need to separate it. And then we've got unlimited free power. Um, hydrogen's everywhere. And you don't need to separate it from water. It's the most abundant chemical or element in the fucking universe. But the way that they separate it, the way that they make this bullshit thing that Keanu or figures out his character 
is a boiling pot of water, a big boiling pot of water, and then fire behind it. Yeah. That is the visual representation of unlimited power to mankind. Boiling water and fire. There was a big tank. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that kind of looked like a soda bottle. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the Culligan man dropped it off. Yep. (laughs) And uh, there's two rings around it. And I remember the scientific principle that they came up with for their version of cold fusion was that the rings would compress the water and it didn't work. They were going to smash the water until it fused into something else. Uh, but then he heated it up. So it was like you smash the water and you shoot fire at it and then it would bubble. Oh, and, and then there was the free energy. And don't forget, there is a special tone that you have to play on your magical <laughs> keyboard to get it to do it. Like, oh, if you don't right. throw the tone in there, then the water's like, fuck you, I'm not doing it. And the entire plot of them chasing Keanu Reeves is he's got the, the frequency of the tone, the magic tone, in his mind. They can't just go through all of the tones. You start at negative 1,000 megahertz. And you crank it all the way up to 2,000 kilohertz and see if you hit it along the way. Because you just have to hit that tone once and you have the light bulb comes on. But no, they got to send a manhunt after Keanu Reeves because he's got this magic number in his head, which makes no, it's so preposterously stupid. I can't believe this movie was ever a fucking thing. It's it's ridiculous. It's a real bad movie. (laughs) Yeah. And it doesn't wrap up well, and at the end of it, you're still like, what? That was so fucking dumb. That was the mysterious league of bullshit that just happened, and they were going to just leave him down in the... What? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say do not. I was was bored, and I didn't understand it. I'm going to go with a do not as well with a caveat. I think the only way that this thing is a do is if it's an episode of Stinker Madness. Because yeah. it's just so stupid. I think the only way you can enjoy it, you I don't think you can visually enjoy it, but I think you can enjoy talking about how stupid how it is stupid. For, an, for an hour. Yeah. Because it's really dumb. But I'm with Jackie. It's pretty boring. Last but not least, ugh, we were off, off, off. Brad Pitt. <laughs> Gabriel Byrne, which, uh, okay. Yeah. And Kim Basinger in Cool World. Oh, Ralph Bakshi's disaster. Oh, boy. It's not good. It sucks. Yeah, I, there's a there's a whole thing. He's got a, I think he still has a webpage sort of dedicated to the disaster and the problems that he had making that movie and how it just sort of veered into left field and wasn't at all the thing he was trying to do from the beginning. Jackie and I looked at each other probably about eight minutes into it and we both had abort eyeballs like we need to pull out of this thing it's this is awful but i always wanted to see it i'd never seen it everybody talked about how shitty it was and i was like oh it's got to be something in here and i will give ralph bakshi some of the art design is really good some of it is fucking horrendous garbage but uh as a whole no 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 it's borderline unviewable it is borderline unviewable I actually kind of think it's unviewable. Ooh, I played a lot this, of tap tap. If it wasn't for this podcast, we would have aborted. Yeah, I. Uh, the man that made it feels that it's unviewable. So uh, that's all I have to say about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, he did go on in uh, HBO. He did that uh, Sexy City series, which was what he was originally trying to do with Cool World, cool World which was received very well by his fans and critics, but. HBO didn't like it to the point that they didn't do another animated series again 
since until Spawn, and then after that, they were like, you know what? These animated series are for the birds. Yeah, and they're out all the way now. Yeah, it, it was interesting because how some of the strange choices that they made, and I guess back then you basically only had Who Framed Roger Rabbit to kind of go off of, other than some experimental stuff. Well, the, that's the thing is that there was a the I can't remember any, any names of all of them. After Fricks the Cat, Bakshi did he did three live action mixed. Roger Rabbit is as derivative of his work oh, okay. as anything. Well, maybe this is the, maybe that's what he wouldn't give up on. But I mean, my problem with some of it is that he would paint stuff that was 3D. Yeah, he wouldn't paint the frames as in animation. They would make props like here's a lamp. Then he would paint it, and it would be a quarter inch thick, and the camera would pan, and you could see that it was a quarter inch thick. It wasn't just yeah. something painted there. It was an actual physical prop that the characters would walk around, the live people would walk around, and it looked like shit. I think that there was there was a lot of that that was supposed to have been animated over, mm-hmm. and budget had been pulled. That very well may have been. I think maybe if it could have changed things visually if it had been a little bit more artistic, yeah. but really, it's really fucking annoying. You want to kick every fucking cartoon off your television because they're just so goddamn annoying. Yeah. There was a lot of it. I guess the studio kind of was pushing him around on how to do stuff, and he went over. They kind of quit giving him money, and then the whole thing was... Still a disaster. It was just an epic disaster. I, d- I think it did really poorly at the box office, oh, yeah. but it like some people. It did go to the theater anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I say do not at any at any point in time. Nope, don't no, do not. Not, not even for a bad. It's movie actually kind of sad because there's other movies that I mean, even though I'm saying that Who Framed Roger Rabbit is sort of derivative of his work, and they've done Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Disney had done it sure. before oh, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, so there's true. been plenty of uh, plenty of it done before that. His other stuff is really painfully low budget. Yeah. Uh, so with this larger budget, it just sort of went awry on him. Anyways, there you go. Jackie, what have you got for the wild card? All right. This is called the Poopathon. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. Why do you love poop so much? I don't know. I just have a thing with it. Huh. Anyway, so because, it's, because it's a superhero week, we're going to have a versus. And whoever Ooh, makes it Superman's to the top, poop versus Hulk's poop. No, just follow the rules. <laughs> Jeez. No, I want to cheat. Uh, Hulk. Hulk's poop wins. Are we good there? Yeah. Okay. Because well, it's great. Sam K Nine Cop had a, <laughs> had eaten an entire pizza. <laughs> Hi Jack. <laughs> Hi Jack. The wild card. Go ahead, dude. Drop it. Drop it. You guys. Never mind. I want to do this. I promise. Okay. Don't you? Don't you dare. Can see it all over no, your face. No, it's no longer funny. Okay. The first really? one. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to drive away in the car three times, otherwise it's not funny. Yeah. It's not funny. It's just being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> okay, poopathon. Okay. So the first one, Batman versus the Joker after they've eaten McDonald's. They fight or they take poops? They take poops. Who's going to clog the toilet first? So it is. I was right the first time. (laughs) God damn it. Um, Oh, man. This is really stupid. Can I ask more questions? (laughs) Yeah, you can ask clarifiers. What did did they each eat? Whoever had the fish sandwich wins. (laughs) Uh, They each got to pick two meals. 
Well, so what, what was it? Yeah, we double quarter pounder meals. Both of them, or do they eat different stuff? They eat the same things. You got to oh. give them the same food. Okay, double quarter pounders, and the McChicken sandwich meal. I don't mind the McChicken so much, but uh, I see Batman being fit and uh, you know eating greens, lots of greens, and a little bit of red meat every now and then, and maybe a glass of wine every now and then. Uh, the Joker's eating garbage all the fucking time. So I think Batman struggles with the pooper more, and I think he uh, shits out liquid fire, but that stuff flushes nice. Joker's big, nasty, normal turd plugs it right up. I think that just because Batman's so uptight, he just doesn't poop very often. So he's actually stoved up until next week. Or maybe he's got a like a part of his suit. He's just in his utility belt. He's got a toilet inside of there, and he just poops in his hand <laughs> and then chucks it. He's a busy guy. There's all sorts of gadgets. Why not have a toilet? Batman emergency. Just drops it out of the bat jet thing. Yeah, and he's got his cape to wipe his butt with. Oh, so, <laughs> Just like Superman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Joker plugs the toilet up for me. Yeah, I think so. All right. All right, so so far the Joker's winning. Okay. Three rounds here. All right. The next contestant, Joker versus Lex Luthor. Mm. After they've gone to... Skippers. Oh, no, not <laughs> Skippers. Do they even have Skippers anymore? And they both get the fish fry and the seafood basket. Isn't that the only thing they sell there? The clam chowder is delicious. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And the jello. Don't forget the jello. I've never had the jello at Skippers. They give you jello with every meal. Huh. I, uh, yeah, it's like your no little idea. mint after you get a little cup of jello. Uh, Who plugs up your toilet first? Lex Luther. <sighs> I'm going to go with Luther because he actually goes, Luther, when he poops. <laughs> so you know that it's going yeah. in. Yeah, I think that Lex Luther is all about power, and so he also wants to take power dumps. So he practices the power dump constantly. He's awesome at it. He's the best at the power dump because he's Lex Luther. He will not be defeated. Lex Luther. All right, so we agree it's Lex Luther. Yeah. Yep. All right, and so for the final round, after eating at an all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet... All mm-hmm. bets are off because mm-hmm. this is the mega win. Okay. The, does the Chinese buffet serve chicken legs or not? Yes. Okay. All right. Lex Luthor versus Thor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Thor's shit will actually put a hole through the floor. Ooh, that's a good call. Power buns. And that he can eat like half the buffet. Which means that he's not going to plug the toilet up. He's going to destroy the toilet. Destroy the not toilet. plug it up. Is that out of bounds? Yeah, if you break the toilet because you have monster shit. No, we're just talking about a regular old plog. Oh, I think it's Luther then, because Thor is going to destroy the bathroom. Yeah, the poop is going to go into a different dimension. Yeah. All right. So the winner of the Great American Poop Off, Lex Luthor. Uh, Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Why not? (laughs) I don't know if that one's going to be on the wild card again. Yeah. (laughs) Sam, can you please tell us about Supergirl? I was trying to be creative. Yeah, it's creative. Except the only thing you ever talk about is poop, so... Well, in 1984, some were calling Supergirl the great American (laughs) (laughs) poop-off. As mentioned in last week's SSBS, or as I refer to it in private, the astute observations of a handsome genius. (laughs) Oh my god. Somebody's full of poop. (laughs) Poop. This was the final cannonball that sunk the dubious Salkind Superman franchise. 
After Dreadful Superman 3, the Salkines felt they could revive the series by doing a spin-off with Supergirl. At this point, Richard Lester had once again had it with the Salkines. The director search ended with a uh, French director, Jeannot Swark. I think that's how you say that. But Which is the first mistake because he's French. Eh, well, you know, oh, a- after this... They've got it rough over there. They, uh, Well, the Salkines are really kind of running out of people that will work for them by this point. Uh, after the Donner business. Yeah, I'm talking about the Solheims, not the French. Yeah. Yeah. So they take him. He's an experienced television director. He actually did uh, Jaws 2, which Ooh. was extraordinarily profitable. With Roy Scheider. Again. And his family. Yeah. I didn't like Jaws 2. I prefer it greatly to... Uh, no, I like Jaws 3 and 4 better because they're both much more retarded. Wait, Jaws 3D with Dennis... 3D, D, 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 with... Isn't it uh, Dennis Quaid? No, I thought he was in Jaws of Revenge. No, Jaws 3D is Dennis Quaid. Then who's in Jaws of Revenge? The guy that looks like Michael Landon, but isn't. Michael Schmandon. <laughs> <laughs> Landon Michael. Mike Danton. If Danton was in Jaws 3, it would only be three minutes long. <laughs> then he'd come out with a shark necklace. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, Schwark had uh, previously directed Christopher Reeves in the movie Somewhere in Time. Ooh, which is my favorite movie. Ever? Ever. Huh. His, However, uh, Reeves would then totally ditch out on his uh, cameo. Nice. Didn't do it. Like, <laughs> should take this guy. Oh, cool. We'll see you when you do your cameo. Yeah, you sure will. Hey, I got to get some smokes. Got to go <laughs> over here. I left something in my car. <laughs> <laughs> the script was uh, provided by... David O'Dell, who, with his next film, would provide Stinker Madness with its first episode, Masters of the Universe. O'Dell also wrote the script for the visual masterpiece, The Dark Crystal. Those who have paid close attention to the dialogue in the story of Dark Crystal have determined that it makes as much sense as a screen door on a submarine. Yep. Money was apparently no object, as Dolly Parton would turn down $7 million to play the witch. God damn it, dude. What was she getting paid? If she's not... If she's, that's preposterous. She said she'd never play any an evil character. Dude, come on. I mean, hello, Dolly, but that was terrible. <laughs> I bet she cleaned up on 9 to 5 because yeah. she did the soundtrack and all that shit. What about the best little whorehouse in Texas? Being probably a, not as much as, I bet she probably made 15 Being a, a, a madame is not bad, even though it's fucking illegal as shit. Well, she was a re- redeemable character. And Donald Trump would uh, stick her in Guantanamo. I'm she just, just doesn't want to play a witch. Huh, okay. Yeah. Witches can be nice. What about Glenda? Gilda? Glenda. Glenda. She was the nice. Good witch of the north? Yeah. What's, you what's fuck, her problem? Until you fuck with her. Yeah, well. If she drops a house on your ass. Drops a house right on your ass. I bet you Dolly Parton would drop a house on your ass right now without witch powers. Huh. Booby house. <laughs> <laughs> Booby house, yeah. We had to bring it up at some point. So it's a terrible joke. Giant boobs. I guess somebody had to say boobies. <laughs> <laughs> so you could live under. Yeah. Because they're big enough to be And they get crushed by. Hey. Also, the opening credits to this film cost $1 million. Excuse me? The opening credit sequence cost $1 million. I'm so, I, no. What? $1 million. <laughs> What the fuck happens? Now I'm excited. A $1 million opening credits. Yep. Jesus. They're probably going to blow something up. (laughs) As to the troubled nature of the film, it remains the only DC movie not released by Warner ever. Okay. 
Interesting. Warner finished the movie because they had distribution rights, but opted to scrap it. TriStar would offer them enough to distribute the movie. One of TriStar's strategies in recouping the initial investment on purchasing the distribution rights was to go direct-to-video in all markets outside of the U.S., mm-hmm. sort of on the sly without the Salkinds knowing. Yeah, yeah. At one point, a container that was only labeled Do Not Use was found at Pinewood Studios. So it's a like a red button that says don't push this? It was just a, a big film can that had three reels in it, or I think five reels in it, that said do not use. Well, somebody's going to use that. Well, no, they're going through the vault. They're like, oh, I want all of the other films are labeled. Mm-hmm. Like what movie it is. This one's just a really obviously long film labeled do not use. Huh. It was the director's cut of Supergirl. Huh. Totaling 138 minutes. I guess it's better than do not watch. Yeah, well. <laughs> not I mean, by very much. Do not use implies that you don't watch it either. You don't do anything yeah, with just it. Just store it. Yeah. And apparently, there's an hour cut from the do not use version. Wow. This one had more left on the floor than Superman 2. Holy smokes. Holy smokes. But not as much right. as Superman 4. Superman 4 only lost 48 minutes. Okay. All right. This thing, because it lost another 12 minutes to the theatrical version huh eventually anchor bay would get a hold of the do not use version and uh, do a limited release of fifty thousand and sell all of them hmm. so that's like the only successful thing that ever happened with this movie was so the... i'm assuming that's not what we're gonna watch i don't know okay which version are we watching uh it's on amazon prime I it don't might know. be the 299 anchor bay version okay gotta rent it yeah originally well, for 299 i want the two hour long version hmm. well there's only so much time <laughs> Originally, Brooke, Brooke Shields was the preferred choice to play Supergirl, but director Swark and Ilya Salkind would trump Alexander Salkind and cast Helen Slater of the Legend of Billie Jean fame. Shields wouldn't need this movie to make her career mediocre. She did that on her own, even with Suddenly Susan, which constantly sucked. <laughs> Slater apparently was made of tougher stuff. She kicked around pretty good with roles in the Abram Zucker classic Ruthless People. The Secret of My Success and City Slickers. <clears throat> At one point, the Sci-Fi Channel tried to package a series around her with the atmospheric river world. I was only able to make it through the first half of the pilot before conceding defeat to boredom. Peter O'Toole and Faye Dunaway were coaxed into roles. So were Mia Farrow and Brenda Vaccaro. Beyond them, keep an eye out for Mark McClure as Jimmy Olsen. Mark McClure! The only actor, actor to be in all five of these disasters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Olsen, constant character, all five movies. More importantly, keep an eye out for the bad special effects. One notable would be when they just use a photograph cut out on some cardboard to do the Supergirl flying. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Do they make laser sounds while they're doing it? Pew, pew. Pew, pew. (laughs) On-site sound effects. She shoots lasers out of her eyes, too, now. Pew. <laughs> also cardboard cutouts. Just throw some some red uh, Lincoln log, red painted Lincoln logs for lasers. Yeah. You hit me in the face, Glenn. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> oh boy, this is gonna be this is gonna be interesting. None of us have seen this, right? I have never seen this. Okay, I remember it happening. Yeah, I, remember, I have never seen it. I remember being totally not interested. Anyways, the movie is on Amazon Prime for $2.99. I think it's also on YouTube for the same price, probably on iTunes. You can rent it wherever online, but we don't know where else to stream it. So come back to us on Monday. Enjoy. And uh, in the meantime, get to the chopper. 
fans of Stinker Madness. iTunes thinks you don't like us. What? How is that possible? Well, it's because you haven't given us a review yet. Go to Stinker Madness on iTunes and take just a couple seconds to rate and review us there. While you're at it, hit up Stitcher.com as well. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at forward slash Stinker Madness and email us at talk at We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and get to the chopper.